This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Clues. I'm Ben Velding, and um, it's the first time I've watched this episode. Oh, wow. I'm Derek, and this is also the first time I've watched this episode. Yeah. Huh. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, engage. So this is our first time where we get Worf's morning Tai Chi classes. Yeah, the geese kind of uh, rub me the wrong way. <laughs> it looks like they rub everyone the wrong way. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's like, hey, why why uh, are, are we just having this unwashed cotton gee thing that, like, we have to take over our shoulder? Like, it would just be a hassle to take that thing on and off. It, it looks like if Terry Cloth stayed in the bathtub too long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all matted. Like the, I, I like the day in the life stuff. I know we always talk about it when it happens that we love it, but it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, I like it too. You, we learn a little bit about Crusher. She's like in, uh, into plants, which, you know, I mean, it's, it's good that she has like nerd stuff of her own. Um, I like, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of, I don't know how often we got to do foreshadowing. It feels like it's kind of <laughs> becoming part of the formula. Um, but, uh, it's a little claustrophobic here because all we ever get is like Dixon Hill's office. Um, but it is kind of fun to like have Whoopi act uh, like uncomfortable in this weird human like video game, basically. <laughs> you know, you say video game. I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4 lately and I want to steal everything in this room. <laughs> Make it into like some kind of like nuclear launcher or something. <laughs> just, just take the phone, check the file cabinets, regular ransacking stuff. There's... <laughs> There's springs in that phone there. I love this bitch. She's like, I have, a, I have an appointment at, and then like looks back at two o'clock. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, they, they do like the full immersion for some of these holodeck programs. Yeah, like even though we've established that you can walk up in here with like a robe and everyone will just be like, they'll just say something like, hey, that's a weird suit and they'll move on. Like they'll just ignore it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I appreciate the, the fact that they're getting in character. They're just being huge nerds by wearing the clothes. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, for as much time travel as Starfleet officers get into, speak of the devil, uh, <laughs> you know, it's good to occasionally be like, how do you operate an automobile? And it's yeah. like, yeah, Jim Kirk almost killed his second officer with this <laughs> one time, so we should probably... Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, you, would, you would expect that there'd be some kind of SOP written about time travel, but we haven't come across it yet. We just made a holodeck and called it even. So, <laughs> so how does oh, she, how did she not know that's? Oh, I guess he. I guess busy means like, hey, this he's with a client, but she never said that. Maybe. Yeah, no, and I think this guy is Gowron. Like uh, from Lord of the Rings. No, I mean. Uh, oh no, it's not Gowron. Okay, never mind. Gowron was in a different. The actor who plays Gowron, the Cleon Chancellor, oh, okay. the big eyes. Uh, I guess he was in a different episode. Oh wait, I think I'm so I'm thinking, thinking of Elrond or I don't know something. There's a, a Rond character. I like she doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know. Like oh yeah, I have to do this. Is, that, is this what we're doing? <laughs> have, you, have you never been I mean, robbed on Earth before, Guinan? <laughs> I mean, you know, Whoopi knows how to act. Like she she's she's got chops for sure. And like I love this kind of. She normally is kind of like the wise sage, right? Where she just knows yeah. how what to say, but she's just so like out of place here, and it's kind of cute. Yeah, it's great bad acting. I do want to take a, just a second to remember all of the people who got cancer from fucking Patrick Stewart saying, don't listen to him, Gloria, he's lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he even did like the, uh, like speaking from the side of his mouth thing. Like nobody with yeah. that accent speaks from the side of their mouth like that. 
And I don't know if that's great bad acting from Patrick Stewart or just us finding yeah. the limit of Patrick Stewart's acting. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, when you look at Patrick Stewart's acting, it's hard to focus on one particular thing because you're blinded by the rest of it. <laughs> I just feel like if, if you do see Patrick Stewart bad acting, you're like, they should have sent a poet. <laughs> It's, just, yeah. it's beyond human comfort. I, lo- I love, I love how he's, uh, I love how he's like smiling. It's a mystery. We don't, we don't know who shot him. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know where the money is. Come on, guy, it's fun. Yeah, it's like an episode <laughs> of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there are absolutely no consequences. I can do everything I want in here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, this is. He's talking about putting clues together to figure out what happened. And this is an episode about putting together the clues yeah. to figure out what yeah. happened. Yeah. So, yeah, if you didn't get the gist, we're going to have a mystery to solve. If you haven't caught that on, caught on by now in this episode. Yeah. I'd love like a subversion where it's just like uh, they totally do. Uh, it, they they use the foreshadowing formula, but they do a rope-a-dope where you think it's about clues, but it's really like about something completely different. It's about diplomacy, Guinan. It's about finding our common ground. Three scenes later. Ha, I got you. It's really about how to use a bat lift. <laughs> oh, God, more going. Um, yeah, but, but Star Trek is made for a broad audience, I think. So I think saying, hey, hey, uh, Middle America, get off your tractors. This this one's going to be about making a mystery. Aren't yeah. mysteries cool? Isn't it good to know things? Aren't we curious yeah. as a people? Like she's like, nah, I'm done. I'm done with this one mystery stuff. See, that's Middle America. She's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> nah, it's okay. And, uh, no, but I it think, turned. I think uh, yeah. I think having like the middle, like having um, a broad appeal is fine. I just wonder if like you I mean, the audience should evolve at some point, shouldn't it? I don't know. New idiots are born every day. There's a, there's a sucker born every minute. Yeah, and maybe we need Star Trek to bridge them into better. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. so um, which which comes off as really like me talking down to people. But, yeah. I mean, legitimately, people don't come with all of the nerd stuff that we grew up with. And I think that no matter how old you are, there should be something that says, hey, here's something to, to hold your hand and expand your mind. Yeah. Because there's so many great things out there. Yeah, and you know, like, like, uh, you know, if you were a child of the '80s, um, you there's a good chance that you grew up playing video games, you know. But if you were a child of the '80s, and you probably have kids now, and so like when I know that people talk about like how do I introduce my my like it people talk about it at work where it's how do I introduce my kids to video games? You know, do I start with the latest generation console or PC gaming or do I, do I throw them all the way back to Nintendo and Game Boy? Mm. Um, and I mean, I'm sure, you know, gamers, I, I don't think that people who actually play video games and enjoy it are not just insufferable uh, asshats, <laughs> um, yeah. are, don't call themselves gamers, you know, but just people who enjoy video games, it's like, hey, I enjoy this thing. How do I teach people? And um, yeah. that, that, that is something worth considering. Like, if you enjoy science fiction, where, where do you get your kid to start? Yeah. And to some degree, you want to share not just the genre, but the his- your history yeah. of it. Yeah, you want to be able to have conversations about, like, okay, you played Double Dragon. What did you think? Isn't that boss, like, really annoying, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's... We place a certain kind of value on our personal experiences as they happen in time. You know, only 90s kids remember yeah, yeah. type of bullshit. Um, and I think sometimes, like, our willingness to look back and remember our past, it, we, we blend that with the need to educate the next generation. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm I'm good. I'm I'm spiraling into a lack of focus in this conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's I, fair. I think TNG to some extent is timeless. You can always show it to your kids, and it's it's great onboarding for that. Whether you grew up with it or not, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, that's one reason I'm kind of irked about Discovery having the word fuck in it. Oh, because oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, they actually, this is, and it's it's used well. It's used within a Star Trek concept. But like, yeah. yeah, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> and like an instance, a cadet says that. She's like, oh, it's so fucking cool. And then like, she's like, oh no, I said a, I said the F word in front of other officers. Like, yeah. no, 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 it is fucking cool. And I'm like, <laughs> if Star Trek's going to say fuck, that is the best way to use it. Yeah. Like being in awe of cool space things. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to sit down and have my kid learn about cool space ideas. Well, I mean, uh, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, some people, I, I don't know if language is as important now as it was, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, yeah, I, th- I think because you can't really control it because of how information moves so fast. Um, so I, I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, my- um, I, 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 my roommates have an eight-year-old, yeah. and she recently got in hot water for saying a bad word. Wow, wow. So it's still a thing. Okay. Um, I forget which one it was. I'm sure it was adorable when she said it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those thing, those times as a parent where you have to like, man, I got to be the heavy for this, but that was cute. <laughs> she is getting to the age where it's not cute anymore. Uh, okay. Like, like you know, you're being kind of here, <laughs> but um, <laughs> most mostly is adorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I like Star Trek as being a big tit production. Yeah. And I think one thing Star Trek fans have done to destroy Star Trek before I stop talking about this. Yeah. Uh, is to demand that Star Trek be made for them. Yeah. And I, I think that's the worst thing you can do for Star Trek. Yeah, because it isolates it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and like so, I um, I th- th- this is this would have been a great episode to kind of flesh out troy i know that like i'm speaking blasphemy but i mean (laughs) she you know at this point in time um you know she feels dizzy or whatever um shouldn't there be like some like betazoid meditation technique where she essentially runs diagnostics on herself the way the the way data does like so like oh man like my ego's out of place like i need to go into the betazoid meditation chamber or whatever yeah i mean I, I think the best thing for Counselor Troy to have is just to have a uh, an invasive violation kit for her own brain. Because <laughs> I know, right? Like, I mean, that's really all they want her character for. Is like, all right, we need an energy to take over someone. Data, nah. Troy Who's getting it's invasively Troy. violated in this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, granted, I we do say this episode survives on the strength of its supporting cast. Yeah. Um. And in this episode, Marina Sirtis gets to be that. So, yeah. yay. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess you have to take what you can get. Uh, but it's just, yeah. she, you know, the the character, at this point, it's becoming notable um, how much, like, we don't know about her as a person. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Um, is this the one where she goes, it's, uh, no, it's, it's nothing. Is, 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 that, is that the one that she just did? Because that's like the most Troyish Troy ever. <laughs> yeah, well, she said, no, like, I just had a little bit of dizzy, dizziness, and that was okay. it. And then she does, there's another one, though, where she's like, no, it's nothing. And then, like, Worf execute, uh, uh, escorts her, executes, escorts her, and all of a sudden she's like, ah! 
Oh no, I think it's Night Terrors. Night Terrors the episode that's coming up where she does it, where uh, she does okay. the most Troyish troying ever. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh so yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. Like they they go through this wormhole. We're completely blowing over the plot. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> and they're like, sure. "Hey, is that a class in planet? Let's check it out." And then boo, a wormhole. And they're yeah. like, "Oh man, we were we moved like half a light year and we we're up yeah. for 30 seconds. Thank God it was only that cuz wormholes happen apparently." Yeah, it's like, "Wait a minute. Didn't you indicate that it was a class in planet?" I'm like, "Thanks. Like we only lost 30 seconds. Everyone still remembers that." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's uh yeah, it's just kind of recap, I guess, for like sciencey things. Yeah, he was like, eh, maybe the wormhole just damaged our sensors a little bit. Yeah, it's like, don't you guys know what wormholes do to your to your ships? It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it creates a strong cross polarization current that could have completely scrambled the isolinear circuits of our secondary subsystems. <laughs> yeah. Would that have affected the sensors? No, no, it no, no. It, 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 every time that happens, it totally disables the redundant systems, and so there's no backup. <laughs> And so they're just like, yeah, I may have f***ed with something. <laughs> yeah. And Rocker's like, that's weird, isn't it? And I'm like, I don't know, I guess kind of weird. All I mean, right, let's do we, it. <laughs> we've done stuff. It's, it's funny because we've done stuff before where it's like, um, like you should totally investigate this and you just blow past it. <laughs> but here's like, like, oh, some weird reading on, um, oh, our thing malfunctioned. Nah, whatever. Like, they don't just walk past it like, no, we gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we also get the guilty cam on data. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, because I'm lore. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I, thought, I thought it was like a total, like, uh, lore, like, got a, a wormhole gun and, like, swapped their data or some stuff. <laughs> like, that's what that camera made me think. <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn it, lore, how'd you get into that wormhole? I'm lore. <laughs> I'm lore. <laughs> You'll never tell. But this is anyway. neat. Like, I mean, of course, Picard has to know what the name of this moss is, right? I'm like, come on, really? Like, she's. You can recognize that she's an ethnobotanist without, like, having to know what she's actually growing these little Pokeballs she's got. Look, I'm just saying, pot in the future is different. <laughs> and I think that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, sure, why not? So. I, I I'm, I'm the first person to bitch about Picard knowing everything when he doesn't need to know everything. Yeah. So. Well, well now you're the. Yeah. Well, now I guess I'm the second then. No. So. But yeah. Uh, so. Uh, that that's kind of weird too. When like he's like Data told me, and it's like Data's not a computer. He's a person. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yes, yeah, sure he doesn't lie, but at the same time. He's able, he's, he's capable of being deceived. Like, if you if you have some evidence that a thing happened, like, why would you just, like, not, like, on scene, like, say, I mean, they do it, they're, like, investigating, yeah. but I kind of, I kind of feel like you would have said, like, all right, well, we should look into it, even though data and everything else tells us otherwise, um, there's something going on here. I, I like that he, he's firm in his belief of what happened, and Dr. Crusher, ever ever unshakable in her convictions yeah. is like no way dude could not have happened yeah and it's and kind of yeah it's it's like a train her doctor her train her doctor's training is kind of what like you have to be you have to have that kind of conviction sometimes um mm -hmm. and it's good and it, it's her faith in a simple plant growth the basic biology of it versus his faith in the computers and data and all yeah. this kind of stuff and at the end He's willing to reevaluate his hypothesis to yeah. say, yeah, okay, these plants, I mean, yeah. 
that's inexplicable. Everything else has so many moving parts. Maybe maybe it is broke. I wonder if Let's they know. Out. I wonder if Data knows they're kicking him out of chat so they can talk about him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like we do joke about Data having like different backups. Like when they were going to take Lol away and yeah. when they were going to disassemble him. Like backup seventeen Alpha and Data just <laughs> takes over the Enterprise again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny too. I would love it if Jordy was like, uh, "Sir, I don't know why he even suggested such a thing. It's like it was he was using some kind of techno babble." <laughs> Did he spend thirty seconds on Reddit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So in this one, like, if Data was actually going to do all that stuff, he would have totally did it. He'd been like, "Nope, taking over the ship." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. Like he's got like subroutines. Uh, he's got like daemons constantly analyzing everything on, on the ship to where if he ever needs to like subvert it, he can just like go. He doesn't have to think about it. Yeah. So Picard's like maybe the random thing the wormhole did also broke data. The, the option is that data's evil and he could just kill all of us. So let's <laughs> yeah. just hope he's broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, like nobody. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, I mean, cause Worf could probably do that too. Less elegantly, I'm sure. Um, not, not, not knock against Worf. He just likes to fight. Um, and Brave so- of you to say that in the episode where he gets <laughs> judoed by Troy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it is kind of weird how um, they still have this human fear about stuff in some episodes but they're not afraid with like the the quasi god that they work with every day that can like just destroy them at a whim. It's like you know every week in the Justice League they bring Superman in for a tumor check. Because, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, it'd be the we, worst thing. Yeah, why do we have to? Um, why do we have to keep checking him for a space glaucoma? It's like, well, if a tumor in theory, if a tumor glows too close to his optic nerve, it'll turn his laser eyes on like all the time. <laughs> 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 I know he doesn't use them often, but they can literally kill anything. We we haven't even let him know that Fox News exists. He's from <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> the really? risk is too great. So this is another question I have about this episode is that what was like, what was that ensign doing with the transporter? Like, was it like, like we were we were in a nebula. We weren't close to anywhere. You know, like why was some? We know that if we had an away mission, like it would be someone from the bridge going, not some rando ensign. So, what was yeah. she doing with the transporter? Okay, so what happened was there was like electricity in the nebula, and then like it went into wharf. And then Worf was like brain controlled, and then it went to the ensign, and then Doctor Crusher and Commander Riker tried to relieve the ensign of duty, but the ensign's like, "No, I have too much charisma." And then she went to live in the nebula, but then it didn't work, and she put a little P on the console, and they beamed her back in. So again, it happened again a second time. So that's funny. Um, I don't know. Like that—that that is a really good question. Like maybe it was from a month ago, but still. Yeah, like I, you know, um, and I mean, we don't. We don't really need the transporter. We could have had just. Two, I mean, I don't know. I guess they they wanted like these clues to be in different like thematic settings. So you can't like yeah. essentially have two clues come from sick bay. You need a clue from sick bay and a clue from somewhere else, even if it's really kind of the same information. Nailed it. Um, Which but, I, I but think is fair. Yeah, it's just like what were you doing on the transporter? We haven't talked about like ship to ship transporting. <laughs> Maybe she got transporter psychosis and tried to beam herself out into space. And there's a big emotional scene where Jordy's like, "Look, Ensign Bevlin, there's so much to live for." Yeah, she has space madness. 
You remember earlier how uh, Data was on the holodeck and he did a play about not committing suicide? <laughs> it's just like that. It's a foreshadowing, Bevan. Yeah, Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Foreshadowing from like one episode to another. That'd be something. <laughs> uh, I love like, you know, it, it's funny. Um, and I think this is often overlooked uh, when people are, uh, especially like, you know, I had a friend in, co- in high school. And he was always kind of concerned about like um, lies and and you know like how, how he get over like not get over on his mom but like how to just like hide things from like his brothers and stuff. And I was like, dude, you don't just tell them anything. Like, just when they ask you, just say no. Like, you don't have to lie to them. You just say, I'm not telling you that. And then you just be consistent. And uh, it would just kind of go over his head, and it was always kind of surprising to me because. That seemed to be the most straightforward. And Data does it throughout this entire episode where he's like, can't answer that. <laughs> can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the fact they give him an incident. And she's like, that's cool. You guys just hooked up a biomonitor to me to see when I die, didn't you? That's the only reason <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Incident, report to six bay for experiments. <laughs> it's like, uh, Commander, you can't do that. And then like in Dr. Crusher's office, beep. All right, that incident died. <laughs> Captain, it's happening. <laughs> All right, and then you're free to go. As she's walking to uh, to the floor, she just like at the door, she just falls over. I'm like, all right, yep. She only lasted 20 seconds. Captain, we have a problem. It's like she can't stop Data from doing anything, but she'll be the first one to die when he starts. <laughs> so that's how we're gonna do this. Um, and like, how creepy is that, right? Like, Data's like being um, he's obfuscating stuff. We know this, and then. Data is like, I'm perfectly comfortable. And then he just does the slow turn, looks directly into Jordy's non-existent eyes and says, but you seem uncomfortable. <laughs> like, Data oh and Jordy with some tension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke. Data and Jordy with some tension. A show. But it works. It works because we know that they're friends because they've established that friendship. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like how, like, the the bridge has almost become kind of, like, base for, like, this mystery. It's almost, like, <laughs> Troy doesn't want to go back to her room or something. Everyone's kind of, like, chilling yeah. out here. Yeah, well, Troy has good reasons for not wanting to go back to her room. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, yeah. it's got an op-center feel. Yeah, for sure. And it's, like, it's, it's funny, too, because they're all kind of second-guessing. It's like, yeah, everything was perfect, but what if it wasn't? <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, all you could... If you wanted to take down the Enterprise, you'd give them like a gullibility serum in the in the like <laughs> in the air, like aerosol throughout the entire Enterprise. Get on the comm system and say, um, "Your lives are not what you think they are," and then like let them just eat themselves from the inside. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they they do have to be fairly open minded about the craziest yeah. happening. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's their yes, jobs, I'm man. Fine. Nanya, Nanya Imzadi. Like, I would love her to be, like, aggressive to him. <laughs> like, using Imzadi would be funny. No, 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 I'm fine. You're like, oh, wait, is is Troy also, like, has she been doppelgangered or what's going on? We still don't know, right? Greater Riker's like, all right, she's got a disease and the only cure is more. No, not, not that, Riker. <laughs> Riker, that's that. never the cure. I don't know how many times we have to tell you. I'm going to send you back to counseling and no, not with Troy, a male counselor. Riker, do you remember that time you got back pain and took a hypo spray and injected right into your own arm? Well, actually, okay, so we're here at Troy's quarters. That's great. Yeah, got a good scene. And uh... she gives us. She gives us. Uh, what is that? Who, who's there's a name for that scream? 
Um, I forgot what it's called. Well, it's not the Wilhelm scream. It's just like a. a well, yeah, but her version, her version of like a Wilhelm yeah. scream kind of deal. Um, so yeah, uh, I like that we also have a little moment where we see how the future works. Got a little camera, camera in the mirror shot. Yeah, and I also mm-hmm. like, I like this too. I mean, this is a a, a real uh, neuroses um, where you don't recognize um, your own face or faces of others. Yeah. Uh, or you have like this notion that the the person that you see is uh is like a duplicate, like they're not who they say they are. Yeah. And so I mean, this is like to- like I guess because I like psychology stuff is why I want Troy to be more characterized because there's so many yeah. things that are interesting that I just leave on the floor, <laughs> like just like ah whatever, sweep it away with the rest of the trash. Like no, that was good. Yeah. No, I get you. I, I like that we are talking here about Troy's empathic feelings being, you know, another sense where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like I saw something scary, but with my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, is like another clue. It's coming from like a different theme, you know, and, yeah. um, it, you know, it's good. It's it, it, and um, I, you know, I, li- I, li- I like it for sure. Um, I, I, this is this is funny to me <laughs> you know, because like, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, this line from Worf is like so Worf, right? Where oh, yeah. he talks about uh, no, never mind. It's fine. Um, I, I'm not in pain or anything. He's like Worf, come on, yeah. give it to me. What's happening? A warrior doesn't complain about physical discomfort. He's like Worf, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like when I first when I saw this, I was like, damn it, Worf, your wrist is broken in three places. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> um, but they totally yeah. go there. Like his wrist is actually broken. <laughs> and then heal like diddly yeah it's like dr right? crusher are you proud of your work are you <laughs> proud of your work dr crusher yeah it's, it's like, like well it's... how can you prove that's my work maybe someone else reset his bone it's like see because every bone you reset you sign your name right here uh reset by dr crusher oh oh, oh this one says reset by dr doug murphy uh, and like it's like there's a totally a scrubs thing happening yeah, in sick yeah. Bay. <laughs> How are you living out of the back of a moving van? It's the 24th century. <laughs> yeah, we okay. don't have those anymore. We just teleport <laughs> things from place to place. Man, uh, this, this, is... this eye contact, right? He's just like not oh, yeah. blinking. So we get this series, for good reason, loves Brent Spiner and Patrick Stewart. And they're putting these two characters opposite each other. Yeah. And it's great. It's great. Yeah, for sure. You know, I like how they have Jordy here too, um, as opposed to like some kind of random like main character, because it makes mm-hmm. more sense that Jordy um, be be present when we're kind of interrogating Data, because he he's you know he's Data's close friend, like he knows the most about yeah. him. I mean, he even apologized to Data. He's like, "Look, you lied to us, and I have to undo the lie." Yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, Sorry. no one's. Um, you know, no one brings up, like, uh, that would have been a great place to be like, hey, Data, you made me feel like crap. You want to know about human feelings? <laughs> like, yeah. here's here's what's up. You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, and they mentioned Deanna, and Data's like, is Deanna okay? Yeah. And Picard's like, yeah, why don't you tell us what happens, and we can be sure she's okay. And Data's like, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm making man. that choice, man, between um, the goods of the many and the needs of the few. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the funny thing, too, is that Picard has such utter, like, we don't, not, he has such utter faith in Data, he not only, like, when he originally gives orders, he not only gives orders for the present, but he also gives orders for, like, the future of Data's life. Like, when everyone on this 
ship is dead and gone from old age, presumably. Data's still yeah. going to be alive, chilling. <laughs> and it's like all of the, I mean, yeah. So like, it, it's just interesting that he, he has so much faith in Data that he would like think even that far ahead for Data's entire theoretically immortal lifeline. Yeah. And it's good. Picard's like, look, all right, here's all the force. What what would you do, Data? I mean, he has Data what he would do. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, Data, you're the smartest it. guy. Now, how would you beat Data? I mean, yeah, you're only smart until it comes to, like, human problems. Then then I'm the smartest one. But, but yeah, like, you're the, you have the most knowledge, right? And, like, he's totally leaving him, like, like, Data realizes, okay, they're not going to let this go. So I have to give them some kind of resolution. And he comes up with him being court-martialed. I'm like, damn, like that's yeah. that's um, that's pretty dedicated. But I mean, is it dedication when like he can't go quote against his programming, which yeah. Yeah, I think is garbage. But whatever. They they kind of put his programming and his 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 obedience to Starfleet in the same bucket here. Yeah. Because like they will strip you to your wires, and he's got to be yeah. being poetic at that point because you can't just kill Data. Well, I mean, I mean we he's not property. We still don't know how Starfleet treats Data, and like we haven't like that. We didn't. We didn't even come close to opening that question. It's just every now and again, like some dude shows up and says, "No, he's property of Starfleet," and I'm like, "Damn, dude, like that's cool." I um. So anyway, th- that's how I would like to see it. Yeah. But it does it does give us the stakes. I think the stakes of you will lose your career in Starfleet are big enough. But then he's like, maybe also disassemble you. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, like, maybe you'll die. Who knows? And I'm like, man, you're like, death threats against Data? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like, the wharf is like, only the toughest mother on the ship could have broken <laughs> yeah. my wrist. You know, It'd like... <laughs> be, be hard for anybody else to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I mean, the, the quasi-god's literally the only person that could do it. Even then, my trick knee would probably be acting up. Uh, probably have to have a cold. It'd be dark, completely dark. And then I think Data could maybe do this. And, well, he would also have to take me by surprise. I couldn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I do have night vision, but dark is really hard to fight in. You know, everyone knows yeah. that. You think you have to cast darkness. Data <laughs> yeah, would first yeah. have to get a level of wizard and then cast it. So theoretically, if he was a space wizard. <laughs> And, all, and, he, and also got the jump on me. And, and got the quiet casting fee. You have to be level seven at least. <laughs> I love it. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I would love, like, I would love just all of these sorts of, like, <laughs> these just, like, super macho, like, subversions uh, with using war throughout the series would just be hilarious. I would love it so much. And... <laughs> Yeah. If Dr. Crusher goes into the holodeck and she's like, Computer, what's the simplest way to break Worf's arm? And it shows the exact scene of Troy breaking <laughs> yeah. Worf's arm. Wait a minute. Why, why is that true? He's like, well, um, the weakest part of a Klingon is its wrist. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's hiding his vulnerability. Oh, Klingons can see in the dark, but they actually can't see anything below 5'7". <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, so. they, they, have very, they have a lot of trouble like tilting their neck downwards. <laughs> He finds Troy by sound most times. <laughs> Why are you clicking, Worf? What's this? <laughs> Echo locating. Oh, hello, Troy. <laughs> Troy just ducks in there, grabs his whistle. Like, ah, I didn't this even is, see you. This is so this is Picard. He's like, I can live with a mystery, but I can't. <laughs> I have to know. I have to know what data like is not telling me the truth. I'm like, 
That really sounds like you can't live with the mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like, you're just a nerd, Picard. You're just a mystery nerd and you can't let it go. I'm still trying to imagine the Starfleet report if he just dropped it. So, (laughs) uh, your operations officer is going to be taken out of Starfleet. Did you ever follow up on this? Figure out what happens? Like, no, I I decided I could live with the mystery. It's like, all right, well, you are the captain, so I guess that's, that's legit. I mean, he is just property, so who cares, right? Am I right, guys? I <laughs> wonder how many Starfleet stories are just like, and then we left because it was weird. <laughs> yeah, we all got scared and we left. <laughs> <laughs> like, reports are just less plays when they open up a door and there's like a crazy ship. Like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh like, yeah, not today. Not today. We're all on supposed to be on mandatory uh, R&R, so we are not doing this. Uh, Captain's log, Stardate 33971.26. We got away. We lived. We have all of our guys. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, we were supposed to stop the genocide on Martha's 3, but man, it looked really hard. (laughs) Like and subscribe. Um, (laughs) So now we're back to it. Yeah, so uh, Data realizes what's up. He's like, oh man, um, why are you back here? Um, You have returned. And so it's like, okay, cool. So Gozer took over the ship. Um, And, uh, you know, so apparently not, well, not took over the ship, took over Troy, but is threatening the ship is what I meant to say. Yeah. We're doing something, Jordy. Get out. (laughs) Why don't you try knocking first, jerk? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is a good scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good scene. And um, she gets the kind of... Uh, I know with her newfound, like, uh, energy being power, she wants to just backslap a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, everything slides together pretty um, pretty efficiently in this episode. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's not as kind of, um, it isn't, it, maybe I want to say not as deep. Like, you know, th- this is just kind of a, it's almost like a run-of-the-mill, like, we ran into a defense system, stuff happened, lost our memories. Oh, well. Hmm. Like it isn't just like, oh, I need you to lose your memories so I can continue my covert plot to overthrow Starfleet. Like nothing <laughs> like that. Yeah. I when we first started watching this series, we watched Conundrum. Yeah. And where everyone kind of lost their memories and stuff. And this is kind of my runner up for Conundrum. Okay. Where I, this is if it hadn't been for, you know, Macduff there, um we we would have watched this one because it is an interesting mystery. It's very, very typical of the series, I think. Yeah. And um, it is kind of funny, too, how, like, he's like, I trusted you, Data, and I need to know that I can continue to trust you, that all of my programs will be followed to the day you die. <laughs> Data, look, we keep a lot of stuff in your cloud. If you were to leave the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I what if I lose my phone and I can't get my data back? Jordy <laughs> <laughs> keeps his blog on you. <laughs> I, I do like that, that Picard is like, Oh my God! Is there a Starfleet plot? Did an admiral contact yeah, you? And he's yeah. like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah, easy, no. Whoa, dude, no. Colder, colder, sir. Colder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when <laughs> Troy walks in, he's like, "Yeah, I, I tried." They're just super curious. <laughs> yeah, I can't. He's like, and he's like, "The jig's up." He's like, "Well, um, I'm I'm breaking my." So he breaks his order. He can do that. He's not mm-hmm. like compelled because he he was the order was to tell him. Not even to tell him of stuff, but he he breaks yeah. it all down for him right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like a so this is like a Paxian um, 
Oh yeah, this is good. Um, and like it's funny too because they do this kind of like memento thing. Like he's telling, he's giving him the nuance of an order that he's gonna give in the future um, when he's recounting stuff that happened in the past. <laughs> yeah, you know, what and I mean? it's still weird that despite all of this, Picard still implicitly trusts Data. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, like, has Data been lying to us? And Data's like, dude, Shields. Fl- 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 Roll 10d6 and consult the table. <laughs> yeah. He's like, roll the, roll, make the roll, Worf. <laughs> Worf is like, shit, all of my hotkeys are for firing phasers. One second. I gotta remap. Yeah, no joke, Worf, but she broke my wrist. <laughs> I remember everything now. Ow, my wrist for some reason. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, no. Let me shoot you with the hand that has the broken wrist on it. Yeah. So it turns out this is all a fanatic xenophobe thing. It's like, ah, oh, god damn. Yeah, like xenophobes, man. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, always terrible. Won't even let you in an adjacent system. They're all just... Yeah, exactly. The minute your influence, like, borders with theirs, they're like, we hate you now. We're rivals. Like, shut up, guys. Come on. <laughs> There's only so much space. <laughs> your fleets come back with a bunch of lost memories. <laughs> yeah. Who do we report to? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Frakes, for giving us the best line of this. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> for doing something. No, this is where he goes, so they can just fall through the wormhole, count their blessings, and keep going. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Succinct, Frakes. Good job. <laughs> I'm glad you could do something in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, as often as Troy can't do something, I'm fine with him not being able to do stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised they, did, they didn't do something visually to change this. Like, put, like, red lights from the red alert or something in this, so it kind of clearly marks it as the past. Yeah. I mean, you know, we get it, but I feel like Star Trek would kind of, like, more blatantly show that, you know? See, look, he gives the random fluctuation right now, and, like, he already explained it. And, I I don't know, I think that's kind of neat. What I think is really weird is that apparently uh, Starfleet ship manufacturers have uh, a chemical bliss uh, technology. Because he's just releasing a chemical uh, five parts per million, and the... The ship didn't even hesitate. It was like, all right, cool. Now. It's like, how much compounds do you have hooked up to the aerosol system, like to the oxygen of the ship? Like, are we all on depressants right now? Are we all hallucinating? <laughs> That's a darn good question. It's like, computer, release 50 cc's of cyanide into the system. Oh, uh, cyanol, cyanol, cyanol. It's completely different. Blame that order. Blame that order. Ooh, geez, I'm not going to get a command after this one. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, so this is the episode where we learn that um, I could introduce probably any chemical to the oxygen supply on the Starfleet. Yeah. Computer, can you do THC? He's like, ah, again, every time. You've asked me that 15 times yeah. before, you know that. Now the computer's going to be out. Of, there it goes. <laughs> Bam. Uh, I'm sorry, Worf. That wasn't even like judo where she used yeah, her force against yeah. you. She just straight up yeah. counterspelled your face. <laughs> yeah, she overpowered just... you. Sorry, Worf, man. Um, you know, but it's it's it happens. It happens to the best of us. Well, I mean, like, not Troy, to me, but have you been working out? She's like, no, no, no. Betas can can bend steel. We just don't talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like uh, I was, I was like, no. Um, so we have like uh, all I had to do was convince you I was stronger than you using my empathic powers, and so I didn't actually break your wrist. You just allowed me to break your wrist. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> you mean strength is not the only powerful thing? Oh, no. Heavens, no. I can convince you to swallow your tongue. Watch. Swallow your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so here's the weird thing. This is kind of like throws me. I mean, I get it. Um, but I also kind of feel like they're like, they're like, okay, the ship has to be destroyed. I'm like, or we could just go to warp speed in reverse. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, as long as you're a few systems away, they can't catch us. Right. Like we don't know how far they, they had this stuff. Like this is kind of a bluff on their part too, because I I honestly feel like this, this, we don't even know anything about this energy being, or it could even keep up with like warp drives. (laughs) What's um, what's interesting is that they're like, oh, they're going to send a ship to investigate. Remember, just last week, we were investigating a ship that had been missing for 50 years. <laughs> so we're going to get to you, buddy. Yeah, it's yeah. counterproductive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I, like, I, it would be funny. Like, like I, if this was like a role-playing setting, I would totally be pitching like, okay, let's go to, re- let's go to reverse warp. Go to the most populous system nearby and just wait and see if it comes exposing itself. <laughs> I, I respect all of you as my players, Derek, but no way could any of you think as quickly in your feet as Patrick Stewart did, just like, <laughs> as Captain Picard did. Captain Picard's like, uh, Neurofield, forgetting, knowing their memory. Can you just, like, reverse that and erase our memories and we'll pretend yeah, like it never happened? Yeah, I know, happened? right? Like, he went from, like, oh, so it deals with synapses. That means you can erase memory. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> How did we even Captain get Captain Picard's just rolling 20s, man. <laughs> yeah, no, just like he's, he's on a tear. <laughs> I need an idea. I need to convince them. Speech check. Science check. <laughs> so, you know, and convince data to listen to my orders check. Yeah, it's, it's just so weird. It's so weird to me that um, instead of trying to like like preserve knowledge, he just like so quickly said, oh, cool. Yeah, let's let's uh, invade everyone's memories and forget things. Well, one, that's completely in keeping with Starfleet. Two, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Prime Directive. But three, also, those guys were, like, really dangerous, though. <laughs> they were, like, they could have killed everybody. That's, you know, it's one thing to be curious when you're dealing with, like, stupid space whales and backwards <laughs> people with ham radios. But these guys were, like, deadly to, to Starfleet guys. It's got to respect that. <laughs> yeah. And so um, this is what you got to remember, guys. Um, you know, anytime you, you work for a boss or you join the military, um, you really got to trust your... You know, you're you, whoever kind of manages you because uh, maybe one day he'll, he'll give the order for your memory to be erased and you'll never know. <laughs> I do want to see a comedy in, in the spirit of the invention of lying. That's just the Paxons being introduced to the invention of the do-over. A do-over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, so, um, like, after this is done, like, we have, like, an after-action report, but it's from the pa- Paxons' perspective. <laughs> and they're like, so... Um, we have this concept of a do-over now, <laughs> and <that's, laughs> in theory, we could explore the universe and learn some of this technology that, like, we encounter new technology today, we could learn of the new technology to better defend against it, and then just keep doing the do-over. <laughs> but won't that mean that some of the explorers will lose years and us getting the do-over right? Eh, we'll kill them if, if it doesn't comes to that. There are Paxons in prison who are like, like, it's always life in prison for the Paxons. <laughs> And then one of the Paxons in prison reads the report of this. He's like, hey, what if I was given a do-over? I learned not to do crimes and I can be free again. I'm like, huh, a do-over. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you gave those filthy humans a do-over. I should get a do-over. And they're like conservative yeah. uh, Paxons who are like, what? We can't we can't sustain do-overs? That's an element of <laughs> yeah. the progressive left. Yeah, exactly. Do-overs. It's destroying our xenophobic way of life. This yeah. is the contamination. Yeah, the immigration's way. The immigration's ideas are destroying our culture. Do-overs. Do-overs. Who needs them? Mm. 
And so this is kind of neat how they um, yeah. you, they give you the ability to see what's different. Like they they're kind of playing the same scene that they played in the beginning. Um, yeah. But you're you're able if you, you're paying attention, you're able to see like the subtle differences. Yeah, and it's great. And we don't like know that. we don't know how they get here too. And um, Starfleet's about to like give him like a really weird look, and you don't know if Picard still has his memories or not. I like that for like a day or two, they were doing normal operating procedures. So somebody sent a message home that's like, hey, what's up? We were knocked out briefly, but everything's fine now. Senior staff is acting weird. <laughs> All right, I'll catch you later. <laughs> a couple of days later. Hey, everybody, we were knocked out for 30 seconds. It's fine now. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like they were in the middle of like some blog update. Like they were just like yeah. in a transmission back home. It's like, all right, everyone has their memory rights oh, in memory wipe, but Ensign Brian, um, unfortunately, he'll need to be killed. <laughs> Barkley's doing a let's play of Vulcan Love Slave on the holodeck. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right, everybody, today we're doing uh, Vulcan Love Slave episode three. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep that going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to. Yeah, who does? who does? I do want to mention that Guinan was right, where she's like, wait, do we care about this dead motherfucker? And yeah, Picard's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's a mystery, you want to get into it. Yeah. And it turns out the right thing to do is just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you're, uh, you don't always have to know everything. Uh, and that's kind of one of the things that's interesting um, with with respect to kind of the... I don't know, the cultural approach that that's kind of baked in because it's, it's kind of our culture as well. And there isn't really a notion of um, acknowledgement that you don't really have the power to do things like you don't have the power to like just because you want to know something doesn't mean you have the power to know it. Um, yeah. Um, and I think in, in the nature of stories is that you get a resolution. Yeah. And I think that. um that creates a kind of a culture where, oh, you always have to have some kind of resolution. Right. But it's just, yeah, it's just interesting that, like, there there wasn't, like, a, like, hey, let's just live with it. Like, hey, let's just, you know, this is bigger <laughs> than us. Um, we don't have the, we can't control the future. Let's just um, let things happen and see, and, and, you know, we'll just, we'll kind of go do our own thing. We'll go back to, to life as usual. Final thoughts on clues. Uh, it's a good mystery. I like how it wasn't like this big, like nefarious plot. It was just like Rando Xenovobe's defense systems. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few kind of plot holes. You know, what the hell? What the, what's the deal with? Um, you know, the teleporter usage. You know, why did Picard like Picard's like, hey, I can let it go, but I can't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so I mean that like if you're if you're looking, you know, maybe that that feels a little forced, but it's really pretty like a minor nitpick i think so i think it's a good episode yeah it's a solid episode we just we go over these things with an incredibly fine yeah tooth yeah because yeah you can't so. you can't have dead air so you have to find something to talk about which isn't to say that we're wrong anyway <laughs> next week is going to be first contact yeah so apparently first contact has to do with riker's face getting mangled <laughs> what we see is riker in kind of like a weird blue suit and his face is mangled he looks like he's slowly turning into some kind of reptile i guess <laughs> Uh, and he has like the weird thing. I don't know if it's like a brow ridge or something like between his eyes. This is what we get from Netflix. A surgically altered Riker has been on an acculturation mission for months under an alias, but a serious injury threatens to blow his cover. Okay, so like he's a spy? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't science. You can't you can't say you're science nerds and also going on like covert ops. It's not how that works. That is a fair question. And <laughs> 
Hopefully we will answer it next week. Right. And until then, remember, remember Rand. Rand. Hey, I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We watch Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember Rand.